0: All right, good Good morning guys, good morning, good morning, good morning, Antioch, what's up Antioch Dallas, good morning, I need to uh, project a little bit more, I'm talking, uh, <laughs> is that okay, all right, good morning guys, good morning, if you guys could please uh, get Get to your seats. We can get started, guys. Good morning. Good morning. They uh, they said that this was not good. this was going to be the hardest part, getting everybody to sit down, because we as a family love each other very well, and uh, I am, I just feel so blessed right now, just uh, being part of this family. I've been so um, honored already just uh, in the last couple of minutes. So thank you, guys. Good morning. Uh, my name is Sean. Um, Uh, I'm married to Namitha, my beautiful wife over there with two kids, Sitara and Rhea. We've been married for 11 years. Um, I, uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, actually, grew up in Pittsburgh, um, became a believer um, in college. Uh, I just got really fired up for Jesus. And I I ran into some people from a crazy church in Waco called Antioch. Um, They invited me to do mission work with them. I went down... um, to uh, the Middle East with them for a year and um, then stayed there, did Baylor, met my wife, um, and then we moved up here for a job. We've been here at the church since 2016. So um, yeah, to, so my, um, my story um, also involves a lot of, um, I, I guess you could say, challenging behaviors, um, things that didn't change when I became a believer. I became a believer, but I found that there were things in my heart, my mind, um, my uh, way of doing life that weren't of, of God, and they weren't easily going away. And so um, a lot of my my work today is to just kind of communicate to you guys what has very practically looked like for me to walk out um, Ephesians, and what, what how do we actually apply this stuff, and what has worked for me. So um, I'm going to need two things from you guys. I'm going to need a lot of grace, because this is, uh, this is, as Joe said, this is the first time I've ever preached. So, um, I will need grace. Yeah. Woo. I'm going to need grace. Um, and if you, if you hear anything that's remotely helpful, uh, verbal affirmation is going to be appreciated, guys. So, even if it's just vaguely helpful, uh, I will appreciate that. So, um, let, me, uh, let me pray to get started. So, Father, we, um, we're here to receive your words, God. We're here to receive from you today, Jesus. We invite you here, God. You are the one that has authority over this building, these people. We give you authority over our hearts, Father. We welcome you here, Jesus. We pray that you would use your word um, and your Holy Spirit to convict us, to grow us, to mature us. Uh, we bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we have been in Ephesians, guys. We've been walking through a lot of amazing teaching, um, from Joe, Marshall, Donnie on, um, man, we've heard about identity, our position in Christ, uh, the grace that we have in Christ. We've heard about unity, maturity in the church, unity. We've talked about unity. So we're, we're getting um, a lot of good stuff, guys. And today, uh, what we want to talk about is Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. This is, I think, the next step in what I call practical unity, How do we walk out the Christian life in such a way that we can really be unified? And this is going to take a lot of kind of growth on our part and maturity. So let me go ahead and read this uh, passage. This is Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. If you don't have a Bible, there's one under the seat in front of you, uh, and you can take it home if you need. So uh, verse 17, now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, there's our passage, guys. So June 21st of this year, uh, 10.30 a.m., I got an email informing me that I was laid off. I was being let go from my job. Um, And then at 10.58 that same morning, 28 minutes later, Something else happened that had never happened in my life, which was Joe emailing me and asking me to preach this sermon. So it was a big, it was a big day for me. Um, And I'm going to say this passage has come uh, dear and dear to my heart. Um, I have been, this is, we're talking about the way of Christ here. What is the way of Christ? And man, if there's any bit of your identity that's in your job, getting laid off is going to pull that out, right? And, And so I've just been, okay, what is the way of Christ when I'm not employed? Um, what is the way of Christ? Man, if, you, if, you have any, if you're prone to any anxiety, to thinking about things, to trying to solve things in your head, getting laid off is going to pull that out. How, God, how are you going to provide? And what is the way of Christ? How do I renew my mind in this place of anxiety? Um, and if there's any place in you that likes to go striving, to control things, to try to make things happen, getting laid off is going to pull that out. So I've just been asking myself, what is the way of Christ here? How do I, um, yeah, how do I submit to his way when I don't have control? Um, and so, um, yeah, this is, this is, again, a very practical talk for me. Um, and in Psalm one nineteen one thirty, it says, uh, The unfolding of your words gives light it imparts understanding to the simple. So let's, let's unfold this passage, guys. Let's, let's let the Holy Spirit do the unfolding. But let's, um, let's see what Paul's really trying to say. Because if I read the first couple of verses here, um, the first time I read it, uh, my, my initial thought was like, next, you know, let's move on. Thank you, Paul. But that doesn't apply to me. You're talking about futility of the mind. You're talking about darkened understanding, alienated from the life of God. Um, that's not something that, you know, necessarily I relate to right now. And then the Holy Spirit kind of immediately was convicting me, bro, you know, slow down here. There is something in this. So I want us to approach this passage with some humility um, and recognize where it's coming. So this is coming right after last week's uh, discussion on maturity, right? So maturity and this passage somehow are related because... Paul is giving us so much good identity, he's show, showing us where we're at in Christ, what the church looks like, and then he's saying, hey, there's something else, there's a new thing here, there's a new way of doing life that we need to be like as believers, and this is the old way, and there's a new way, yeah. okay? So we're going to be aware of the old way, and we're going to grow in the new way. So just to give away the the, 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 the points here, so uh, if you could go to the next slide, uh, uh, no, that's not it. So never mind. Uh, <laughs> go back, go back, go back. I don't want to give away my good... Yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> uh, first one. So we need to be aware of our hearts. We need to put off the old self. We need to renew our minds. And we need to put on the, the new self. So th- those are the four steps that we're going to be talking through today. Okay. Let's talk through the beginning, guys. So way of, let, let's talk about this first couple of verses, um, this futility of the mind. You know... I, I'm, I'm, You know, I am definitely to, prone to staying awake at night thinking, how am I going to solve this problem? You know, what is going to happen? Uh, I, I guess my wife would would call it unproductive thinking, uh, which is when I can just try to solve things over and over again, and I just keep coming back to the same place. And so I think as a believer, uh, I can certainly relate to at least that piece, Paul. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, and I think there's also another uh, passage in here, or piece in here. He talks about um, just greedy to practice uh, impurity. And I want to call this just giving up and giving into sin. So it's like, I don't feel like resisting this temptation anymore. I, I can't do this like fighting against sin. And so I'm just going to basically give up. Like I, And I have been there, guys, where it's just like, I know your way is this way, God, but I just, I give up. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to give in. And so these are the two pieces here. There's futility of the mind and there's giving up and giving into sin. And that's what Paul's talking about. And, um, you know, the idea like, yes, we just need to stop that thing. That's, that's obviously true. I bet that doesn't really work in my experience. You know, just, just stop it. Never has worked for me. And, and when I first read this passage, I think Paul is just doing that. He's just saying, just stop it, man. That's not what he's doing, guys. There's something way deeper going on in here. Um, and, And so if you could go to that next slide. So let's look through this. What does he say? Futility of the minds. Where is it coming from? It's coming from our darkened understanding and alienated from the life of God. Where is that coming from? It's coming from the ignorance that is in us. And where is that coming from? It's coming from our hardness of heart. And the same thing in verse 19. Uh, our, our, our hearts have become callous and then that has caused us to give ourselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Paul is something, saying something way deeper, guys. He's saying these surface behaviors that we don't like, these places of sin or this futility of the mind that we, don't, we, don't, we know this is not the way of Christ, that's actually not the battlefield. The battlefield is way deeper than that. The battlefield is in our hearts, guys. That's the place where we need to be doing work, guys. We can't. I can't outthink myself. I can't say, just stop thinking of that pink elephant. It doesn't work. Paul knows this, guys. And Paul is saying, Un- unwind that a little bit, man. What's going underneath? Where is your heart behind this? So this is, this is where we're going to be talking about, guys. The heart is leading to these kind of behaviors. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So instead of getting caught up, which was where Satan would love us to stay, Hey, that thought you had, shame on you, man, that you just had that thought. That tempting place that you're looking at, that's shame on you, buddy. That is, that's actually futile for us. That's, that's a hopeless place. We can't win that battle. God isn't asking us to win that battle. God is asking us to look at our heart. And with the Holy Spirit, we can look at our hearts, we can examine our hearts, and we can get our hearts healed, guys. That's where we have victory, guys, is our hearts can grow and uh, get healing in our hearts. And that, that mental place, those places of behavior we don't like, that'll come out later, guys. Holy Spirit is way more interested in what the condition of our hearts than in some behavior that we are uh, crossing the line on. I mean, obviously it's sin, but, but we can't focus there. That's not the focus. The focus is our hearts. Okay, so um, I want to um, examine three ways that we have... I would guess I would call um, a callous heart or a hard heart, because specifically it's a hardness of heart that that Paul is talking about. It's not just a hard place, but it's a hard heart. So this hard heart, this is something um, that has happened to me many times, and it's uh, challenging because uh, I can't hear God's voice anymore. I've turned myself off to God's voice. Um, I, I, his, his goal throughout the entire Old Testament was to have the people of Israel have a soft heart that is receptive to him. They hear his voice. Hey, go here. Hey, watch this place. And, and as soon as we grow a callous, we have, we have lost that ability, that place to interact with, with Jesus. Um, and I see three different ways that um, we can have hard hearts. Um, but wait, I have a verse here that I'm supposed to talk through. Uh, <laughs> Um, Yeah. So you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So I love this because it's the same thing, guys. This place of peace, it's coming from where? It's coming from a mind that is stayed on Jesus. And where does that come from? It comes from a hard place, guys. It's the heart place that is powering this whole thing, guys. It's not a mind game. Christianity was never meant to be a mind game. It's a heart thing. And so we need to dig deep and learn how to do this. This is a fundamental um, place of maturity and growth as a Christian, is learning how to translate what I'm seeing in the world to where my heart is. Guys, this, that's the place of growth, guys. Wow, what's going on in my heart right now with that? Maybe there's uh, pride or judgment or just a place of fear or whatever. That's where the battlefield is, guys. So um, next slide here. I think I have another scripture up there. So, yeah, so, oh, my goodness, I love this. So Ezekiel 36, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Guys, this is not our job, actually. <laughs> and isn't that a good thing? We don't have to do this work on our own. Yes, we have to be open to God's leading, but this, God is promising that he's going to do this with us. This is not, good luck, buddy, go work in your heart. God is saying, I'm going to walk with you and give you a new heart, a heart of flesh. So um, there's three ways that I think this is, can happen. Um, and the first one I want to call, well, the, the three horsemen um, I want to say there's numbness, there's judgment, and there's disobedience. Disobedience is a, man, that's a hard word to say in front of a lot of people, but let's just be honest, guys. We can call it whatever, but disobedience is what I honestly think it is. So um, numbness, guys. What does numbness look like? Um, Matthew 13:15. For this people's heart have grown dull, and with their ears they can't hear. Their eyes have been closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them." I mean, th- this is an amazing passage, but what is he talking about the heart? With a hard heart, I'm not feeling what I should be feeling, guys. So if I put my hand on a, in a, um, a stove and I don't feel burned, uh, that's, that's a problem, the feedback loop has been broken. And that's what God has given us with a soft heart. It's a feedback loop that isn't working. Um, God is, is speaking to us, but our, eyes aren't really getting, our ears aren't really getting it. Our eyes aren't really seeing the things that we should be seeing. And, and why? Because we're numb, guys. That, that's the place that I think I want to address here. Numbness, man, numbness makes a ton of sense for me. You know, when I got laid off, golly, that was rejection right there, you know? And, and my first instinct is just like, forget, that, forget those guys, you know? I don't want to deal with that. I don't care. You know, I'm fine on my own. And it's just like, I don't want to feel that pain, basically. The pain is too much. I cannot feel this pain. I'm done feeling pain. And I don't want to make light of our pain, guys. Our pain, uh, some of the people in this room have gone through incredibly hard things. Um, And there's no, um, this this is not a light thing. But I I do want to say that if we are able to stay um, in the process and feel our pain, we are going to remain soft in our heart. As soon as we say, hey, it's too hard for me to feel that pain, I can't grieve that. That's too bad. Um, We we grow a callus. And and the Holy Spirit is with us in our pain, guys. Um, He has never left me in my pain alone. Um, He's always been for me, but I've got to be willing to engage in the process with him. Um, So, you know, heart numbness comes from pain that has not been fully responded to properly. Um, There's pieces of pain that I haven't, I've left on the table. I've said that's too hard to feel. Um, And yeah, God has a a real process for dealing with pain, but it's up to us to engage with that, guys. We've got to choose to engage with the Holy Spirit in that pain. And and if we're able to and willing to, we will come out the other side. There is peace on the other side of this pain. Um, I have, um, you know, Gosh, uh, which, which one to pick? Uh, <laughs> um, places of pain where I've been willing to grieve. Um, I've been willing to feel it. I've been willing to forgive myself and those people. Um, I've been willing to fight shame. And then I've been able to wait. Um, the more as we're talking about waiting, how hard it is to wait. And, and sometimes there's time here that we don't want to engage with that time component. But that is God's process, guys. And there is something very special that happens when we're willing to wait. So this numbness, guys, we, um, we get this numbness. And that means we've got we to deal with the pain of it. Um, as soon as we're willing to turn off our hearts and say, yeah, I can't feel that, we lose our recept- recept- responsiveness to the Father. So, okay, yeah. Uh, next one is judgment, guys, judgment. So, <clears throat> um, Mark 3, uh, Jesus, uh, he's talking to the Pharisees. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees were the judges there, guys. They were the ones that got to say who the law, what the law said and what, how the law applied. They were the ones that got to make the, uh, make the decision. And Jesus is saying, um, <laughs> actually, I get to make the decision here in this case, not you. Um, but their, their hardness of heart, they're willing to judge that person and judge that situation, froze their heart. They could not feel compassion for this guy. And, and so, uh, I, I mean, I'm, think of, oh, gosh, I mean, think of some big crowd of people that's going to do some horrible thing to some person. What does it take for everybody in that crowd to be willing to do this this act? Um, You know what I'm talking about. It takes judgment. Every person in that crowd has judged that person as being worthy of punishment. When we judge something or someone, we say punishment is permitted. So that pain is okay. So if I have judged myself, I say that the pain I get to feel is okay. And it doesn't matter because I've been judged. I'm condemned. And as soon as we start judging others and judging ourselves, we harden our heart to the compassion of the Father, guys. We harden our hearts to the place that the Father has for us to feel. He wants us to stay soft. So a very practical example for me is uh, if I see a homeless guy, uh, man, I can judge him for how he ended up there, right? Um, And what does that let me do? That lets me say, well, man, you kind of deserve that, buddy. You know, you you get to stay there, you know, and God, that is not your heart for this man. Um, Maybe, maybe that's his situation. I'm not saying every situation is like that and we need to rescue every uh, person, but I need to say soft. I need to say soft to what God is, what that situation is. As soon as I harden my heart to myself, um, I kind of lose God's heart for me. So there was a thing. man, this is a situation, I heard somebody very close to me many years ago. Um, and for years, I had judged myself for that and just condemned myself. I, um, yeah, I honestly, there was a piece of me that I really hated, you know, and um, I had to release that judgment of myself. I had to let go. I had to say, I am, I'm worthy of forgiveness. I've been created And with the identity of Jesus, I don't need to be judging myself because you know what? There's only one person in the entire universe that has the authority to judge you and has the authority to judge me. And you know what? He's already forgiven me, guys. He's already forgiven you. He's the only one that gets to judge you. And he's the only person that has the authority to judge you. He's already said, I forgive you. You don't have to worry about somebody else judging you because the Father has already given us his forgiveness. There's nobody else that needs to judge me. I am free. I'm, I'm able to release this. So it takes me saying, though, I'm willing to let go of my own judgment. The Father has let go of that a long time ago, guys, but we can still be holding on with a tight fist. You know, we, we want to say, hey, no, no, I'm the one in charge here. And sometimes judgment is a way of escaping pain. It's a way of differentiating ourselves from ourselves. Man, that part of Sean that was so bad, if I sit here and judge him, that makes me at least feel better. Man, that's, uh, that's, that's like, diabolical, right? We're, we're like riding the high horse here on ourselves. We are one person. We're unified uh, people. We can't be split personalities here. And so judgment um, separates us from ourselves and prevents us from feeling God's heart for us. So, um, all right, we got two down, guys. We got numbness and judgment. Uh, hang in with you guys. Okay. You with me? All right. Am I talking too fast? Yes. No. <laughs> okay. All right. That, that was the thing I was worried about. <clears throat> um, okay. All right. So, obedience, uh, Zechariah 11 or 7. But they refused to pay attention and turned a stubborn shoulder and stopped their ears that they might not hear. They made their hearts, hearts diamond hard, lest they should hear the law and the words that the Lord of hosts had sent by his Spirit. Oh, man. This breaks my heart, guys. Because I've done this. I have done this plenty of times. You know, um, the Holy Spirit will be asking me, you know, to do something. Uh, Maybe it's forgive somebody. Maybe it's to step out in faith and share the gospel. Um, And if I can say no that first time, it's a whole lot easier to say no next time, guys. And I I begin to build a callus. I can't hear his voice anymore because I learned how to say no to the Father. I've learned how to turn the other way. Oh, you're going to say that to me? I'm going to turn this way because I know that's just too painful. That's too hard for me to do that thing that you're asking me to do, God. Um, and, you know, the father hasn't gone anywhere. He's still there knocking gently, asking me, hey, Sean, um, you know, I go back to the example of the homeless person. Uh, this is often something I think about, but if I say no to that guy the first time, it's way easier to say no to him next time, you know? And, and I want to stay soft, guys. And so this is a place where I can say, Father, I, uh, man, I repent of saying no to you. Um, I repent of, um, turning from your voice. I, I repent of choosing to go the other way for not believing that what you have is the best for me. What you're calling to me to do is, is really what's best for me. And, and I can just, I have to let go of this and I have to say, okay, um, I, there's grace. I, I can turn, I can turn, and he's going to release grace over me. He's going to call me again. Um, so, um, yeah. obedience is, um, is a place where you can easily, uh, I, I think, build a callus, but it's also a place where there's grace for us to turn and immediately hear his voice. So going back to that, man, this is just I love, this passage in Matthew. Um, they would open their eyes, uh, lest they should see and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. There's the whole journey right there, guys. You start to soften your heart. You start to hear his voice. You start to see the things God wants us to see. and You start to understand with your heart what God's been speaking all along, and then you turn, and the healing comes, guys. That, that is the, the whole thing right here, guys, in Matthew 13, 15. I love that passage, and I've seen that happen in so many ways. I don't wanna say that hardness of heart is like a one thing, right? Um, this can easily happen in one area, and I can be soft in another area, guys. So I found this personally many times where I can harden my heart in one area and be very soft to the Father in another area. And so I I think the, the goal here is for us to be soft in all our areas. And I think a lot as a man, <laughs> man, I, I don't want to stereotype here, but it, it's just like, I don't want to be a soft guy, you know, like I want to be a manly man, right? I don't want to be a guy that is like the softness and is very weak and like can kind of be manipulated. And that's not what what soft heart is, guys. A soft heart is being willing to not get numb and to stay in the mix, guys. And that takes some courage, guys. That takes uh, a strength that doesn't come from myself. That takes a strength that comes from the Father to say, I'm going to stay in this pain. I'm not going to escape. I'm not going to go to numbness. I'm not going to go to disobedience. But I'm going to stay here with you. I'm going to trust you. There's strength right there, guys. That's really what it means to uh, walk this out uh, in courage. So um, just for the guys in here that are thinking about the soft heart I know I-, I thought that plenty of times. So... Um, here we go. So thank you, Joe. <laughs> you always have my back, man. Um, uh, we want to, okay. So we're gaining awareness of this old way. So this is, Paul is saying there's an old way of the world and this is not the way of Christ. This is the old way. And that old way, what does it look like? Man, it looks like numbness. It looks like judgment. It looks like disobedience. And it looks like a hard heart. And that leads to all sorts of mess, guys. I can't emphasize how important this is, this this soft heart. This is the foundation of what he's about to say next because if we have a soft heart, we're willing to like examine our lives and engage in the process with the Father. But this hard heart, it alienates us from the life of God. It disconnects us. This is is a big deal, guys. This is a big deal. So I really want to challenge us. Where are those places of um, where maybe the way of the world is creeping in, the way of the world is saying, hey, it's too hard to feel that pain. Um, let's, let's back away. Let's, let's go a different way. And I want to say, man, there's, there's life with the Holy Spirit in engaging with him. So let's, um, this is the call to maturity, guys. This wasn't going to be easy, right? Uh, maturity, that's what Paul just was talking about. This comes right after the call to maturity. And so there's a place of maturity here, guys. This is like, how do we do life as a believer? And so the first thing we're doing is uh, we're maintaining a soft heart to the Father, So we're um, grieving our pain, uh, forgiving ourselves and others, repenting of judgment uh, for ourselves, and repenting for disobedience. So, all right. Um, that was point one. So I <laughs> only got three more points. Uh, so we're going to get there. Um, so let's, let's uh, go to the next slide. I want to read this next passage again. So, um, but that is not the way you learn Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self. Created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. All right. Well, Paul is challenging us. He's saying, wake up, guys. Wake up. Wake up. It's been a long summer, guys. Wake up. This vanity of our minds, this callous heart, that's the old way. You didn't just hear about Jesus, you were taught by him. And, and so we're going to receive truth from the Holy Spirit himself. Um, so there's three steps to this way of Christ he's talking about. Uh, one, put off the old self. Two, I need to renew my mind, and three, I put on the new self. Well, Paul, thank you, man, but that's a lot easier said than done. That's not an easy thing, guys. This is like the whole process of sanctification in three steps. This is my whole life in three steps. How do I ever put off the old self? How do I ever renew my mind? How do I put on the new self? Um... So again, reminder, guys, God has already promised us in Ezekiel. He's going to give us a new heart. He is going to be with us in this process. This is not a checklist that I got to do to make God happy. This is the process of sanctification that the Holy Spirit is doing within us. Whether we want to it or not, guys, it's happening. Um, but we, we want to partner with the Holy Spirit to make it a little easier. Um, so I want to be very practical, guys. This is what has worked for me in my story. Um, this is not an exhaustive list of ways to do this but I want to just be honest this is what's worked for me guys so how do I put off the old self how do I renew my mind and how do I put on the new self okay Um, the message has a pretty nice translation of this verse it says uh, this verse uh, 22 everything and I do mean everything connected with that old way of life has to go it's rotten through and through get rid of it and then take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life. Hey, thank you. (laughs) So um, the old man, uh, he's dead. Colossians 3.3, it says he's dead. But man, if somebody that I'm close to died, I can't just walk away, guys. I actually need to uh, say goodbye. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but there's no place in life where I'm close to somebody and... He, you know, maybe he takes, he's gone forever, he died, and I just move on in, in my life. I, I need to grieve the old self. And I know that sounds a little weird, but I think it's actually really important. Because what it means is I'm going to count the cost of the new way. Because honestly, guys, the old self is actually very attractive. There's a lot of things about the old self that worked. There are things that I, I, I figured out how to do life the old way. And I knew how to, man, I knew how to defend myself. I knew how to, like, you know, lay it out. with people coming after me, I'm going to come after you. That, that was effective, and that's why I did it, you know? And so this old self isn't so easy just like, yeah, I'm going to do something else now. Guys, I need to say goodbye. Um, and sometimes I need to actually grieve the things I'm going to have to let go. Um, again, this is practically what has worked for me, guys. But I have had to think through the old self and say, man, I really liked, I honestly really liked that thing I used to do, you know, <laughs> that was, that made me feel good. But actually, that's not the way of Christ. And I have to let that go. Yeah. I, I need to say goodbye to that. And I need to make an inventory of all the things I need to say goodbye to. This is not a flippant thing, guys, putting off the old self. Um, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> you know, I've got to say, hey, buddy, um, I'm letting go of you. I'm saying goodbye to you specifically. So I would challenge you guys, if you haven't done that, um, think through it, guys. What, what do you actually have to grieve to move on from your old self? What are ways that you have had to, you know, maybe that old self is still attractive and you've got to come to a place of like decision time. Am I going to let go of this or not? Is this old self going to stay with me or am I going to choose a new way? Um, so challenge you guys in this, uh, challenge you guys Man, this has been huge for me, addressing my past, uh, putting off the old self. There are multiple painful memories that I needed to face with the Holy Spirit. Um, just places where I had, I don't know what you want to call it, trauma, pain. Something happened in my life in which Satan came and he gave me a message, guys. And that happens every time we have pain. Satan's right there. He's ready with that message. God really wasn't there for you, was he, man? You're, you're all by yourself right now. Nobody is there for you. God isn't really good. He's not really for you. People in the body of Christ aren't really for you. Look, look, they're just doing that same thing again. There's so many messages that my heart believes. I know in my head it's not true, but my heart believes this stuff, guys. Because Satan was right there at that place of trauma to, to feed me this stuff. And man, I just, I soaked it up, man. I wanted to hear that stuff. I believe that stuff. I'm a victim. I can't, I am powerless. I can't do, I don't have what it takes to, um, to, to follow the, the, the heart of God. Um, so I needed to um, go back to those places. And with the Holy Spirit, I needed to receive truth. So this is a long process, guys. It can involve a, a professional counselor. It can involve the Holy Spirit. But it involves you facing your past, guys. That is, that is putting off the old self. The old self isn't just pretending it's not there because he's right back there, guys. Unless you turn to him and say, hey, buddy, that, that, that lie you're feeding me isn't true anymore. I, I don't believe that anymore. The Holy Spirit is showing me what the truth is. And the truth is that God was there with me that whole time. He was there for me, with me. He was walking with me. The truth is that I, I needed to uh, go through some pain to learn some hard things, but I was still, uh, I was still loved by the Father. And, man, I, this took a long time for me, guys. I can't underestimate this. Um, this was a big process for me, and I, I, I kind of learned how to do it in a way um, where just the Holy Spirit would bring things to mind, um, and I would... Um, I'll say, okay, Holy Spirit, are we dealing with that right now? Okay, gee, so we're going to go there. And um, a counselor, uh, I love this guy, he, he taught me some good tips. But just like being open to, okay, Holy Spirit, were you there for me? Were you with me? What is true about this situation? Do I need to release judgment? Do I need to forgive myself? What is it about you that was real there, God, in that place of pain? And, and man, the Holy Spirit showed up, guys. Um, there were so many memories where I... Um, I would be reactive out of this place. Somebody would say something and ping me and I would just start triggering off and firing off and getting crazy. And, and there was a lie there that was buried deep, guys. And I needed, to, um, I needed to go back to that place and find that lie and dig it up. So this is, this is hard work, guys. This is, this is what, um, man, uh, I, I found very effective but not easy. So. Um, I, we, talked about, um, we talked about putting off the old self. There's a lot of other things you can do about putting off the old self, but these are two things for me that were helpful. Grieving the past, grieving my old man, and then addressing the past, okay? Um, renewing our minds, step two, guys. So, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, I, I have a love-hate relationship with this verse, guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a nice idea, Paul, but what does that actually mean? You know, um, and um, so uh, if you go to the next slide. Um, yeah, do you guys see this? What is this? It's a big old rut, guys. This is the pattern that my brain has learned um, through many, many repetitions. Neural pathways have formed. And if this happens, then I'm going to go back down that rut. I am in a rut. Um, uh, Neuroscience will confirm this. I don't want to get technical, but there is just uh, neural pathways that get formed, and I'm just going to go the same old way. Um, And if I'm driving along and I want to get out of that rut, what do I got to do? I'm going to take that steering wheel, and I'm going to crank it hard and hold on for dear life, guys. Okay? That's what I got to do. So renewing my mind is not pleasant. Because uh, I feel like I'm a broken record about this pain stuff. But um, renewing my mind involves some, some suffering, guys. Um, because uh, th- there's some old pathways that are very comfortable. And so if you want to get really uh, specific, pick, pick something that you're like, man, I need to, I need to deal with this problem. Um, uh, maybe it's judgment of others. Maybe it's an addictive behavior. Uh, whatever you want to pick. Um, I need to um, focus on this vagueness doesn't help guys. I need to focus on this place. Okay, God, you want me to renew my mind in this specific area. Um, So the first thing I need, I need bucketfuls of grace, guys. Um, I I, I think when I was going through this process coming out of some addictive behaviors a few years ago, um, I I heard a phrase I love. I I needed to uh, receive grace like a 747 uh, drinks jet fuel, man. I was just sucking up grace. Because the mental thoughts are just flying, man. And I'm just like, oh, no. Dang it. I thought that thing again. I don't want to think that thing. And there's grace. You know, Ephesians, later on Ephesians, talks about the helmet of salvation. What's protecting my mind? It's a helmet. And what is this thing made of? It's made of salvation. What is salvation? Yes. And identity, too, man. But yes, healing. Um, I, I was going to go with identity. So, <laughs> so identity, guys is what gives me this grace. If, if I receive the identity of Christ, okay, I just thought that thing, I am saved in the blood of Jesus. I just thought that other thing, I am saved, I, I've received forgiveness. Oh my goodness, I just had that other thought. I am saved and known and treasured by the Father. Just they they hit, they hit, they hit, but I stay in this place of salvation. This identity that I have solid down, I will not be shaken by this identity that I am saved. I receive salvation. I know who I am in the Father. So I need grace, and that comes from this salvation place, guys. And we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, that's enough of that. Um, (laughs) But I needed boundaries, guys. This is a humility place. Um, I wanted to renew my mind. I can't um, repeatedly expect to ex- repeatedly expose myself to uh, what I think the psalmist calls worthless things. Uh, if I was going to repeatedly do that and renew my mind, it just wasn't going to work, guys. Um, and so this is a place of humility. I was just saying, yeah, I, I'm not going to be legalistic about this stuff, but I'm also not going to be foolish and just kind of walk into um, whatever and expect it's going to be okay. I need to um, walk in wholeness um, knowing that the Holy Spirit is helping me, assisting me, but also not being foolish in, in, in kind of compromising my, my thought life. So boundaries, guys. Um, and that's kind of tricky to figure out in some ways uh, if, um, if, if, if for certain things. But um, in other ways, it's very obvious. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, pa- face painful memories. We already talked about that. And I needed to expect suffering. First um, Peter 4.1 one. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. So this expectation of suffering, it's actually a weapon, guys. That is one of the most powerful weapons we have is to expect suffering. I know that's not a fun thing to hear, but man, there's victory there, guys. When I don't have this expectation, yeah, this is going to be easy. There's no problem. Yeah, that that doesn't help me. You know, when I expect this is going to be hard, renewing my mind, um, facing pain, that's going to be hard. Man, it just prepares me for the battle and the victory on the other side was entirely worth it, guys. There is peace, guys. I'm not like feeling, um, you know, I don't know. On the other side of this battle, it's just so much like, it's just stressful, guys. If I'm constantly dealing with all these lies and messages and I don't know my identity, I'm getting tossed around by the waves, it's stressful, guys. And when I'm able to land in the place of like, okay, I know who I am. I know how to receive grace. I know how to walk in truth here. I've dealt with that, and I've dealt with that. You know, I'm not perfect, but there's places where I have faced this place, and and there's peace there, guys, okay? And so I've got a long road to go, but this is the way of Christ, guys. It's not giving up and giving in. It's also getting up off the floor and saying, hey, I'm ready to do this. I want to find the maturity path in Christ. So, all right, um, last point, guys. Uh, We're getting there. So how are we on time? Not good. All right, we're going to skip the last point, guys. Uh, I'm sorry. uh, They told me to finish that. Okay, so... Oh, gosh. I'm sorry I got carried away. Um, So, I'm going to blast through this really quick. So, putting on the new self. This is the hardest one, guys, because um, this um, this is not the kingdom of the flesh. This is not... Jesus coming in to Jerusalem with a giant army conquering people, right? That's what we all wanted was the kingdom of the flesh. But the kingdom of heaven is completely different, guys. It's a spiritual thing. We are new creation in Christ. There's this new self. There's no other religion where you get a new you when you start to choose that path, right? And that's what's happened, guys. We've gotten a new capability to walk in the Spirit when we became a believer, This new capability, we suddenly, it's like we got a, we leveled up in some, I don't know, video game or something. It's like, oh, wow, I got this new thing, this new equipping. Suddenly I have this option, but you know, it's an option, guys. Doesn't mean I'm going to use it. That doesn't mean that I know how to use it. I've got to learn how to walk in the spirit. I got to learn how to um, navigate life and stay in, um, stay with my heart soft. I've got to learn what it means to hear God's voice. And so walking in the spirit is, uh, he keeps at the end because it's, I think, to me, the hardest thing. Um, And because we don't have a lot of time, I am um, simply going to say this last thing. Um, I can't always wait until I feel something either. Um, I don't want to fake anything. I am not about behavior modification. I am not about um, pretending or performance. But I also realize that in my old self, if I, if I, that can be an excuse too, where it's like, I just, you know, I don't feel like doing that thing. I don't feel like sharing the gospel. I don't feel like stepping out in, the, in faith in this area. And so I never do it, you know? And so sometimes I need to, in faith, recognize my true identity and say, hey, yeah, I'm going to step out here in my new self. You know, whatever that looks like, guys, I'm going to, in faith, do this. The, the, all that hard work that you've been doing this whole time it's gonna show up, guys. You've been working on your forgiveness. You're keeping a soft heart. You've been renewing your mind. You're putting off the old self. And, and suddenly when you try to step out of that new identity, it's gonna feel more natural than you expect, guys. But you've got to take that step. So uh, we're not gonna wait around um, to step out of a new self. Um, just wanna put it all together at this last slide here. Um, the next one, sorry. Uh, <laughs> just moving quickly here. Um, next one, uh, yeah. The maturity one, yeah. So uh, maturity is learning how to navigate life and keep a soft heart. Maturity is not escaping from your past but addressing it. Maturity is avoiding the extremes of performance and legalism versus giving up and getting in. And maturity is giving myself grace but also getting back up off the floor. So um, man, this is this is the next step. In the next couple of weeks, we're gonna get really practical into what the outworking of this stuff is, because we're gonna start talking about okay, you have a soft heart, you're hearing God's voice, you uh, you're filled with the Spirit of God. So now let's look at these uh, the, these specific behaviors that, as believers, we want to be walking in. But where does that all come from, guys? That comes from this place in the hearts, guy. Okay, so that's 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 where Paul's focus is. That's why he, he's talked through this uh, before he got to that. Um, I just want to say, you know, the same day I got laid off, um, an, a recruiter emailed me out of nowhere. I'd never applied for this job. I'd never heard of this company, had no idea. He just he recruited me out of nowhere and said, hey, I think you, you're good for this job. Um, and, and I spent the next couple of weeks frantically just trying to control everything and build my resume and do all this stuff. You know what guy was saying? The way of Christ is rest, man. You just got to rest here, dude. You just got to receive and rest. I got this taken care of. Uh, and, and so many times I think we, we can strive here and all this stuff. But sometimes we just got to rest and receive what God has for us in the moment. If he's calling you to, um, I, I guess if we could have the worship team come up. Um, if he's calling you guys to uh, respond in a place um, where you're like, hey, my, my heart has been a bit hard here. Um, and if we could get the prayer and prophetic guys to come on up too. Um, Maybe, maybe he's convicting you about some place in your heart that's been hard for uh, a long time. There's just a place where it's like, yeah, I don't want to, I'm not ready to go there yet, Father. The Father's gentleness. That's what I felt like this morning. He's just so kind, guys. He's never in a rush. Um, there's so much grace for us. We just need to receive this grace and say, yeah, okay, I'm going to give you a chance here, Father. I want you to let you melt my heart. I want to let you um, convict me of that place of judgment. Maybe there's a place of judgment that I have in myself. There's a thing I've done many years ago, and I've never let go of that. And my heart is just numb and callous there in that place. Just feel like the Father's just, yeah, he he wants us to be able to let go of those places. Say, hey, I've forgiven you of that a long time ago. When are you going to forgive yourself? Um, And he's going to ask us... um, are you ready? Are you ready guys for this new way of Christ? Are you ready to put off the old self? Are you ready to um, renew your mind? Are you ready to put on the new self? You can only do this with my with my strength with my strength but you can do this there's more for you uh, as my child, my son, my daughter. I want you with me I want your heart to be soft with me so that you can hear my voice so that I can guide you so that I can love you I want to be able to love you so Father we just yeah, we receive your love this morning, God. We receive your grace, your affection, your compassion, God. We, um, we thank you you've given us a pathway forward. You, you've shown us how to go forward. You've shown us what it takes to, to renew our minds and our hearts. I pray that your Holy Spirit would just convict us, God, um, that we could receive your truth. Um, you show us where our hearts can be hard. I thank you that you've already forgiven us, God. You've already forgiven us, Jesus. So we walk in grace and identity. We know that we are chosen, and we know that you want more for us, God. We receive your grace, God. We want to step uh, step into your truth. We just bless, um, uh, yeah, bless the rest of our day, God. Uh, in Jesus' name, Amen.